Yeah, yeah, definitely. So then we need somebody to look up to for who working hard and that shit paying off and they stand down, bang, you yeah. know, keeping faith, whatever, whatever. Definitely look to Ed, man. So, yeah, never give up on yourself, bro. A lot of us, you know, look up to you from a distance or up close, you know, for our own inspirations and keep us motivated. So, yeah. Welcome to the Dreams by Any Means Motivation Station. I'm your host, Ed Doxon. Um, today I have a very special guest, um, someone that's, you know, you literally say somebody's a fighter or they're fighting their life or whatever the case may be, but this is actually, you know, uh, my favorite actual young boxer here in the District of Columbia. Um, I want to welcome Mr. Scooter Davis here to the show. What's up, sir? How y'all doing? Yeah, man. So, man, what's good with you, bro? Um, working. Yeah, always working hard. Uh, for those listening, uh, we're here live at Headbangers Boxing Gym. Um, I met Scooter just coming up here to, like, get my own workout in. Um, and my cousin being up here training a lot of the fighters that come from the area. And um, one thing uh, that stuck out to me, bro, I just noticed like how hard you were working, but not even that, how you carried yourself uh, stuck out to me as well. You know what I mean? The, the, the culture here in the gym is a really home family culture. Everybody speak to everybody, whatever the case is. But um, you've had like a, a aura about you almost with like, you know, not just the confidence, but just, you know, positive. And, you know, I started following you on the gram and seeing all the work you was putting in and everything. So um, it's a, a pleasure for me to feature you here on the show today. Yeah. But, you know, the people uh, that's listening that may not know about you, man, where you're from, all those different type of things, just talk about, you know, growing up um, here in D.C. in the area, um, you know, what part of town you're from, all those type of things. Okay. So, first, I started boxing when I was seven years old. Grew up in all over D.C. County, Orlando, Baltimore, all everywhere. Um, started boxing, basically. You know, I was trying to stay in shape for football. My dad was like, hey, you know, stay in shape on the offseason and stuff. Right. I got into a guy, a guy named Buddy Harrison, you know, gave me his car, and I went down there, and from then on, it was up. Yeah. We started, like, we not really that, like, we did it before, like, nah, it's my first time. Yeah, yeah. And then, right, and that's what I was, I was doing a little bit of reading on you uh, early and was saying that, you know, you did play football before boxing. So what was, what was that transition? Like, was it just like, you know, you met Buddy and you was like, let me take a stab at it, or football um, just kind of just fell off? Um, no, I was actually doing both. I would, okay. go, I would go box for when football season was over, and then when football season was time about August, that spring time, I would go back to football and stop boxing, and then it didn't start until about, I got, I would turn about 12 years old, when I got here, mm-hmm. my dad was like, all right, it's time to make a decision. Right, right. I'm about to get to high school. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and um, something that, you know, it was interesting to me when I came across that fact and want to ask, you know, what what lessons would you say, you know, from football that you may carry in the ring if there are any? Like, if it's, you know, from how you compete. The intensity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Football, like, of course, the Washington Mets. Right, right. Run through them at the face. Yeah. <laughs> over and over and over and over. So, basically, that's how I take the ring. Like, when I look at you, we, you know what I'm saying, we, Right. 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 And that's what I was gonna say. I think you know, uh, even in football and basketball, you know, it could be competitive, but in boxing, it's different because like literally, your life is on the line when you go into the ring. It's fun, but it's not fun. Right. Like, you have fun doing it. The rush. Actually, you know, art of it is not fun. Like, you, you can die here. You don't have to be hurt. Like, you 
Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, you know, I was just thinking just even before doing the interview, I think, you know, when I think about the DCs, the Baltimore's, the Phillies, um, you know, all these different cities that produce a lot of boxers, right? It's typically from those cities that may got like kind of that rough challenge of upbringing where like, you know, you, you see that in the fighter style. So uh, what impact would you say, you know, being from this area, if it's from being influenced by fighters before you, or if it's just going through things in the street, or, you know, having fist fights growing up in elementary school, like? Well, first, uh, you know, I'm always, I'm a football, my father always got, got all the players from the toughest hood. So mm. All the dogs around the hood, the gangsters, all of them. Yeah. Y'all, y'all big homies that y'all look up to. Or yeah. Y'all think about uh, that, I was with. Yeah. They've been on my house, they know me. Yeah. And I learned, I learned from them, I learned from boxers that previously that were, up and then they they fell off because of the yeah, streets. Yeah, right. They fell off because of gun violence. Yeah. I learned, I just I sit back and watch and listen to all the stories and just be like, man, I'm not gonna be one of them. Yeah, guys. yeah. Because I I think we have a lot of talent from the area, but it's just like it's so it's so much talent here that never get a chance to get that you know saying that spotlight because you know violence or guns or drugs or you know anything. Yeah. It's kind of tough. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you know. Um, the thinking about, you know, what you just statement you just made, you know, we think about boxing, we think about the training, we think about the fighting, but we also think about the, the coaches and the people that's guiding those boxes. So um, I know you've had a few different coaches because, you know, um, those listen, I mean, you've been boxing since you were six, right? Yeah. Seven, you know, seven. seven. And now, yeah. and you're how old now? I'm 19. 19. So, you know, that's been a long time. So, um, how's your experience been, you know, transitioning through those different coaches and like how, how important is the coaching to, you know, your skill? Because, of course, you got the skill you put in the work, but how important? I think. My, the switching coaches was really the best thing that could happen for me because every step I got a new level. Yeah. So when I first started, I learned how to keep my distance. I learned how to box. I learned the, the beauty of the jab. And I got to with a trainer, um, Flip Johnson, and he taught me how to you know hit and not get hit. So boxing, mm-hmm. the combinations, the turn, the counter punch, the check hooks, the, the bolos. I learned the importance of everything. Got to the world from now here, Vegas. When I turned 12, but you know, everybody knows the inside game here is mean. Right, right, right. And that took me all the way to a whole different level when I got to bury the shot, just the quick twitch of everything. So it's just putting everything together. And um, basically, so it's like, and when I'm in the ring, I can do whatever I want. If it, if it, if it takes me to box a guy, I can box him. If, mm-hmm. I, don't need, if I need to hit it, I can hit I can do that. If I need to stand in the tricky and bang with him, I can do that. Right. I can do everything. I've seen everything. So my coaches really helped prepare me for, to make me who I am. Right, right. Nah, for sure. So, um, you know, tell us about, uh, you know, your weight class, your record. Um, okay, so I'm fighting at 138 division. Okay. So open 138. Yeah. And right now I'm 154 and 15. Okay. So I just, yeah, 154 because I just won uh, October. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, and you were the Golden Gloves champ. It was a 2011, right? Yeah. Okay. I won that. Well, he was young, right? <laughs> I won that for like so many 55, 60, 65. Yeah. <laughs> I won that like probably six, seven years in a row. Yeah, I was watching uh, something on YouTube and it was like, I forget what tournament it was, but it was like you went against like three people. Yeah. And there was one fight, like you was crushing some dude. It was like the ref just, because I think there's no knockouts in those tournaments. Like the ref just got to stop it. Yeah. But I seen like him buckle and he was about to go to ref and step in. Nah, for sure. But, um, you know, man, like being in the sport, man, just uh, also too, like you mentioned, you know, transition to headbangers, um, being here with Barry. And I tell people all the time, you know, um, 
so my relationship with Greg, that's my cousin. So growing up as a kid, like my grandfather always tell us, we would see him on the uh, fights, we would see him on Peter's, all the different types of things. But once I started coming to the gym, like I was like, I said, oh, I ain't no cousins like really into this. Like it's the next level. That's, that's the guru. That's the, that's the guru. Like he'll tell you some stuff. Yeah, it's nothing. I have not. I still think that he's still teaching us. Like the knowledge that he gave all of us, mm -hmm. all the fighters that we come here, we could be coaches on our own, and we know more than a lot of you know coaches out here just because of the the body of work that he has. Right. Where he has been, he's been on the U.S. team. Where we yeah. Have, with us, it's just yeah, nah, for sure. And it's um, you know, when I when I think look at certain fighters or like, and I'm and what I statement I just made just about like I didn't know how in depth it was because as you know, like he's not super social media yeah, hashtag yeah, yeah, posting. So like, I, I you know when he was doing research, I'm just looking at interviews and you know people like, this is a silent assassin. Like you know this man is like, and like I saw somebody it's like this is one of the last few teachers left. I tell him, you know this. I call yeah, yeah. So, you know, being up under him and him bringing, like you said, him bringing that knowledge and you listening and all those type of things, um, what area would you say you think you've grown the most since, you know, transitioning over the headbangers and being under his leadership? Being comfortable, mm -hmm. being confident. It's always been confidence, but the confidence to be able to pull off anything. Yeah. Being comfortable with that, knowing that it's okay that you know you got you got hit with a shot cool everybody gets touched with a shot but being comfortable being able to come back with two or three or being able to slip this punch knowing that you know where everybody's gonna be at where, where the things you're gonna know the things you're gonna do so everything he said he taught me so much about just knowing the iq part of being in the ring and so he's, he's been intelligent too real real intelligent like i can't stress it enough like don't know yeah. really <laughs> how intelligent that man is with in this ring he is he could be in this ring over here and tell you what what you just did and what he saw. Right. And not even look at you. But yeah. he just knows his fight. He just so just know how you, okay. Yeah, so. Yeah. I'm in so many areas. I can't even really tell you. Yeah, and, uh, you know, one thing I'll say again that stuck out to me is when I was coming up here, you know, I seen you in the ring with Javante. Yeah. And you know, I seen you like getting it, and mind you, and I ain't gonna lie, when I see you get in, I'm like, man, Shawty crazy. That's what I'm thinking, man. I'm like, Shawty getting the ring with tape, but you know, for those listening, like you was going back at it with him, and I seen like it was a learning experience, kind of mentor mentee type thing. So, yeah, so you know, for like seeing Tank's career success, and like we all know his fighting style, and that's a punch I would never want to get hit with. <laughs> Just talk about you know how uh, practicing, you know, with Tank, like how is that experience? Yeah. I was 12, 13 years old. He, was, he had to be about 20. Yeah. Um, so we always, we always had a cool relationship. And then as I got older, he started seeing the growth and the same, I guess, I guess the same thing you see in the aura and the, yeah. how I work. And he kind of just put that on. I'm like, okay. And I got we got in the ring, and he, I guess it was, he was just like, oh, no, you be for real. Yeah. And I, I, that is crazy, you know what I mean? Because in my mind, I'm like, Fighting my favorite fighter, right? Right, that's what I say. So it's like, I'm fighting my favorite fighter, and it's not like, oh, he, he's you know, like, oh, yeah, don't know anything. He's actually punching, like, he's not that's what, bro, that's what I watch. He's that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, maybe this is gonna be like a little thing, but I'm like, nah, take moving in yeah, there with him. He was not, <laughs> he was not playing, <laughs> so it was like. 
like, and everybody knows, like, man, you know, they turn up on you. There's no way. Like, you got to turn up. You got to go back, right. So it was just a real, real great experience. Like, we inspired Coach Andy Brown. Just proud to say that, that that's my big brother. Yeah, nah, for sure. And, um, you know, when I think about, like you said, the, 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 your record, um, you know, just the sport, it being a brutal sport, um, what could you talk about the importance of defense? And I say that because, you know, me being a boxer fan, watching Floyd, we all know, like, one of the things that set Floyd apart was the defense. Um, but we'll see some people who, you know, come out brawling, but it might not work out. So, you know, I think in any sport, if it's football, basketball, they always say defense won championships. The same, I think, with fights. So talk about the importance of defense in boxing. Um, defense is important, offense, defense. Yeah. And some people are more too offensive. You got to think offense and defense. Can't just think about oh I'm gonna throw five punches like you do that bad right you know, bang, you back. yeah <laughs> you throw five punches and wow it's gonna be two three four come back at you, you mm-hmm. and it's it's so important because you know, especially in this sport yeah you, know, you, you get hit in your head brain yeah. injury you right. see a lot of people like no I think Kirchner Cologne yeah yeah he's hurt he's paralyzed tough for life and yeah I one fight and I was there at that fight and mm-hmm. it wasn't like he was winning right it wasn't yeah. no, it wasn't like he was he got he got hit and oh, he was just getting a mess beat out of like, no, he yeah. was winning that fight. And you can see just the amount of punches, the brain just swole. Yeah. That's, that's just so sad to see. It's, just, it's very important. Like, you ain't, I tell people all the time, they like, like, I don't like, I don't like needles or no shots yeah. like that. So I, I'm like, they like, how you scared of me? I'm like, man, it's like <laughs> you get hit in the face. I'm like, that's the point. I don't get hit in the face. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I'm not letting people hit me. That's, that's what people don't, you know, I don't think, I think I don't get the most credit for that. Yeah. People don't really understand how your defense is. I got crazy, crazy defense. So, would you say what's worse, the face shot or the body shot? Body. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> And the only reason I'm saying that because if you get hit in a certain part of your body. <laughs> face is like when you get hit by a big boxer that knows that really been hit, you won't get hit with a shot. Yeah. And it's going to crit you. But that, the crazy thing is, you don't feel that shot. That's what I'm gonna say. Is it the, adre- the adrenaline during the you fight? Don't, you just don't keeping feel it. it. You don't like even when the, it's like it's like a quick boom. It's like it blink. Yeah. Come back. You're like whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a real woozy. Right, right. Like, oh, I feel. <laughs> you don't really feel the shot. The body, you feel them. When you get hit with a good body shot, you gonna feel that. And it ain't no nothing that can get you through that, but your conditioning, mm-hmm. your recovery. If you've been working and you've been working on, you know. Getting that, that recovery part, doing your sprints, being able to do your sit-ups and all that, right. your, your recovery time will be fast. But if you're not doing it, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, you know, just was leading to the next question. As far as, like, performance and preparing for these fights, so it sounds like you're saying the conditioning is the most important? Yeah. Yeah. You got to be, that's the thing, most people, that's, you got to be in shape. You always got to be in shape. I don't, people think that you can just go in there, oh, I'm just shot and all that. But, yeah, like I tell, like I tell a lot of people now, like, yeah, they're going to be shot for the first round. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's going to be shot for two and three. That's right now with amateurs. But in pros, is he going to be shot for two, three, four, five, or six? Right, right. Or six and seven, eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot of rounds you go. That's why that's what made Floyd the GOAT. Yeah, because you go what? Uh, y'all do eight rounds? We do three. You do, oh, do three, three rounds. Right okay, okay. In sparring, we might go eight. Go eight, eight, eight. eight. Like, nah, that's the key, like you said, you know, because you'll start watching the Floyd fight, you're like, man, this joint born the first four rounds, but after that fourth round, yeah, because he's he going to tag you. Because Floyd, Floyd is a master of pot shots, and he breaks you down mentally. Yeah. People think that, oh, yeah, he's just so good, and just so, and they can't hit him, no. They, there's a mental part of that, when you can't hit a guy, 
He's standing right in front of you and you can't hit him. Everything you're throwing is missing. That makes you tired. And then you're mentally tired out. So now they don't even want to throw it. Now, now he's starting to, he, every time he throws a jab, now he's throwing that counter right hand. Now he's pot shotting. Now he's stabbing. And they just break down. And the next thing you know, boom, it's over. He'll be like, wow. Like, man, he didn't do nothing. He ran all day. No, he broke him down. He broke him down, right. That's, that's, <laughs> what, that's what people know how to give Floyd his credit for. They always tell him, oh, he was running. Or people, you know, he broke. Every fight that he fought, he broke them down in a certain way. They went through that fight. I know they, that's why they always give him respect. You don't hear no fighter now that he's fought. Mm-hmm. Nah, he wasn't that. Or it wasn't what y'all know. He can punch. He fast. His IQ is definitely out of this world. He know, he know everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know, I think when we think about boxing and just speaking to Floyd, not just from the talent, um, he's done something that we've never seen. I think on the promotion level and on the brand level, and just you know, becoming the brand, representing the brand. So when you think about your career, you know, as far as like you got the talent, you in the ring. Uh, what's your thoughts around, like, you know, your, your, your promotion, how you bring yourself? I mean, I think now with Floyd and maybe the, the Winky Rice and all this started, like, people your age, like, y'all got social media. You could brand yourself, you know. You could, just, like, I, when I was on your live, I'm, like, seeing you at the late night, you know, getting it in, like, and then, you know, hitting the bag up. So, yeah, just kind of talk about, like, you know, how this, what this branding and the promotion and the PR means. Um, I kind of, I didn't realize it. Like, all my life, I had a following. Mm-hmm. I always had a following. And they ain't me out there. But yeah. People always came like, oh, no, people drop like, that's my family. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I have a big family, so yeah. I might have about 50, 50 to sixty people with just family. So okay. plus friends and friends and fans, it, we can sell out our rent, really. Yeah. But so it just started with just you know putting things out there, like letting people know, like I'm fighting, I'm doing this, and staying on top of it. So now I got my sisters, you know, mm-hmm. and my PR, you know, making me you know videos or putting you know my camera. So you had the shirts for the last yeah, fight. The shirts. Yeah. Just just want to. I just want people to walk away from my fights like screw it. Right. Remember that name, Scooter. Right, right. I don't know, so it's, it's not even about just DC with me or yeah. just the DMV. It's about everywhere. I want, to, I want people to know who I am. I want people on the West Coast <clears throat> when they see me, Scooter. Like, yes, you know, you know him. He's a fighter. He can fight. Yes. And I want to be. I want to be known as one of the greatest. Like, right. Not even like a legend. And I can. It's just all about the work I gotta put in. Yeah. Not for sure. And um, I know I was reading saying that your grandmother gave you that name. Yeah. So, like, what does that mean to you? I think sometimes with these boxing names, it might come from a coach or it might come from a fight or your style. But, like, this is a family thing. Like, yeah, I'd have been Scooter regardless. I, I, man, <laughs> I, I was sitting there, I'm like, I'm like, I was talking about that. When I started getting, like, you know, a little bit, I'm like, I need a name. Like, yeah. I got these great boys or the Ron T. Tank or the Green. You know? I was like, I need a name, I need a name. And I was trying all these different names. And I was like, and every time I tried a name, it never sticked. Yeah. It never stuck. <laughs> Think back and say, you know, what what was your most challenging fight? Challenging? Um, I had a lot of tough fights. Yeah. So you had a lot, okay. I don't know if I said I had a fight for one, I had a lot of tough fights. Yeah. Um, but I would say, I don't I can't say challenging, but I can say one of my most hype fights mm-hmm. was probably uh, Jaleel Hackett. Okay. 
part one was hype, part two was different. Part two was part that that was the most recent one, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, that was the most recent one. I mean, not the recent fight, but that recent, the last fight me and him had before he had turned pro. Okay. We had fought um, at Rose Cross. At Rose, okay. Yeah. And that's the first one. First one, that's my brother. Yeah. So we, we laugh about this all the time. Oh, right? that's crazy. We'll we, we, we be like, man, we had to fight. We'll we be mad we got to fight each other. We got to, no, no, we want to take the strongest team. Like, I want to yeah. see him punish whoever he Right, fight. right. It's like that. So we had to fight him. Right? And it was just. How, how was that text message call after? <laughs> it was, we just, I was laughing at him because I knew, I know him. I'm like, I know he had to lose that dad all week. Yeah. So I was like, I know he wanted to eat right now. <laughs> um, but nah, that's my guy. That's yeah. my guy. But yeah. it was, that was a tough ass fight. Tough yeah. fight. Because Jaleel was very intensity. So mm-hmm. he, he ain't going to stop working. If anybody know one thing about Jaleel, he going to be in shape. Yeah. If anything, he going to be in shape, he going to keep coming. Mm-hmm. He ain't slowing down. You gonna have to touch him or something, or you gonna have to fight back. It's either he gonna he, you gotta stand in or or get his respect. So hit him with something, get his respect, or he gonna roll over. And that's that's the type. Now now he's he's evolving as a fighter. I'm seeing everything else coming to hand and him being able to use the speed and use all the time. We got great time, great great time. Special fighter. Um, I'm just proud of him. But yeah, that was definitely my. Yeah, and um, you know, man, I'm thinking about you know just everything that you're saying about the work that it takes to put in, um, just being a sport that's brutal, aggressive, um, you know, really physical, right? So I think it. Uh, this is just a question that's been on my mind because I think you know boxing used to be the alternative to get you know dudes out the street or like, hey, you like to fight, you always get into fights in school, you know, all right, well, I'm gonna throw you into this program. So you know, you had a thing, put the gloves, uh, gloves up, guns down, but it's like. With the, the generation today, like, they ain't even trying to fight, you know what I'm saying? So you can't really say put gloves, it ain't like, all right, instead of y'all shooting, go fight. So how do you think, uh, I would say, and I'm speaking from me being, uh, you know, consider myself a community leader, being around a lot of community leaders. How do you think we can make boxing really more interesting to these young guys that may be trying to take those alternative routes? Um, I just need to, I just need to be a lot of local fights. People, the reason why these people are scared to fight and they want to pick up a gun is because they're scared of that embarrassment. They right. Like, you know, people make it, oh, he got knocked out, or he, he hit you with this. And it, the embarrassment, people don't like to feel embarrassed. Yeah. And they don't fight, they don't like to feel embarrassed. So when when you embarrass them, it's like, oh, nah, I'm going to do, I'm going to grab the gun. I'm going to get you Finish out of here. Yeah. Now, who laughing at But it's not about that. So really, more local fights, let them, let put them. People got an issue like, yeah, bring them. Come on, fight. Come, come do this. It's not. It ain't no love loss. No, no none of that. Like nobody gonna record. Nobody gonna. It just need to be just straight. Just hash out your beats like that. Cause that's that's what's gonna get it out. Cause for when you think about it, when I come in, somebody comes to the gym, they fight. You real mad. You fight. Right. Um, I go fight. You get it over. And you calm down. You be over. Yeah, you realize you got that emotion about you got it. That emotion about, that's <laughs> the best thing about boxing and, and being in the gym. You can be, anything could be on your mind. You can be upset, mad at anything, mad at the world. You come in this gym, you hit them pads, hit them bags, you hit the bag as hard as you can. It's not going nowhere. Yeah. All that energy is just releasing out of you. Yeah. You come on, you leave this gym with a fresh mind. That's the best thing about it. it it's, it's fresh. Anytime you feel you feel so fresh and relieved when you leave out of the gym because you did something positive. That's the best thing. 
Yeah, nah, and that's why I like enjoy boxing. Like I just started doing it just for a workout. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's been nice yeah. with I'm talking about having like a crazy day on a job. You go hit that bag, like you go you go sweat. That's why I like you go sweat and instantly. People, people, man, people don't really understand how Three minutes is. Yeah. It seems like when you're not doing that, you just drop the three minutes was like this. You know, when you're fighting, that three, that three minutes is pretty long. Yeah, because I, I actually started doing it. Like, I would hit the bag and be like, all right, I'm going to do the three minute timer. I'm looking at my phone, like, bro, three minutes ain't never stretched this long in my life. Right. And don't let you get tired. Yeah. When you tired three minutes, oh my goodness, that, that is like it's lasting a lifetime. You look at me, like, you're not done already. It's still two minutes left. And you know, uh, some of you mentioned about local fights. I think that's key because that's how I always feel too. But I see like, um, you know, you got live, you got, um, I know uh, Lamont last fight was at uh, MGM National Harbor. You got a, what is it? It's a, a raceway? Yeah, Rosecroft. Uh, raceway, Rosecroft. So what's your favorite venue in the area to kind of fight at? If you got one. Me, me I haven't been, I haven't been, you know, had a chance to fight at MGM. Or Rosecroft is the main. So Rosecroft probably is the biggest place I'm going. Okay. Yeah, I know they used to have some in DC Armory. I don't think yeah, they, they still do those. They had they had a fight last fight. I remember I remember going to because the Armory was Adrian Broner and Theo Fane. They fought, okay. They fought there like about 2016, but they I think they still they might still have fights there. Yeah. It yeah. They, yeah. I think the last one I was at Dusty had a fight there. That was a while ago, like 2017 or something. Yeah. And um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, like just talking about the different uh, fighters from different places, so. What, like you said, you ain't solely focused on DC. So, what have you seen? Like, have you seen the area where you like, man, that city produced some brawlers? Like, Philly got a rep for that. Philly got, Philly got a nice, slick style. Yeah. Real slick. Yeah. 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 Watch that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the West Coast, West Coast is real. They got, they got a lot, of, they got a lot of brawlers out there. It's a lot, but they gonna throw punches and they gonna be in shape. You gotta watch them. Um, Texas got a nice area. That's what, uh, what's my boy's name? Um, 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 from Dallas. I think it was, that's where Earl Spence from, right? From Texas, okay. Yeah, um, Chalos. It's a nice, a nice, they got a nice stable fight over there. And they got a nice stable with uh, amateurs coming up, too. So, yeah. But yeah, for me, it really is, you got, you really got, um, you got Philly, you got um, probably Cali, Texas. Um, yeah, that's probably, that's probably my top three. Okay, and, and 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 you know, picking back off that question, who are your top? Say, because I know three is probably tough. Let's say all time top five favorite fighters. All time, <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> I watch so many people. Yeah, because it might not even be a big name. It might be somebody that you know yeah, about. Um, let me, let me, I'm gonna just go. I gotta do it in order. No order, nah, no order, no okay. order. So, so first off, always man got me into a sugar Lake. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Canelo, man. Tough. Canelo's my man. Um, we'll go probably Roy Jones. Okay, Roy. Roy era was, bro. When Roy got knocked out by top, I felt like my uncle was somebody got knocked out. Like, we couldn't believe it. So many fighters. There's so many about. fighters. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go put a hat in there. You go, Mike. I'm gonna go, Mike Tyson. Yeah. I love. I love. I love going back and watching Mike documentaries and seeing 
his upbringing, yeah, how he Mike, came out, because he was a monster. Yeah, yeah Mike was, was different, bro. Because like, <laughs> him, my, my father, when everybody talk about, like, when Mike came on the scene, it was, it was different. Like, yeah. Like, the money he was getting, the, the, the fame Real he had, bad boy. That's he, was really, he was really that. And I, I, I wanted to be that. Like, yeah. I want people to look at me like, like, like oh, nah, let's do it. Yeah, have you have you had a chance to come across Mike yet? Like in Danville? Okay. I'm I'm waiting to meet him. I know I know he's a humble guy. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to I listen to his podcast and like that. Funny. Yeah, yeah, funny real dude. I love I wanna I wanna meet him. I got a lot of people I wanna meet just to talk to, just talk boxing. Just because I like to pick people's brain like Yeah. What's what what do you know that I don't know? Right. I wanna implement that into my game. Yeah. That's why I like to talk to a lot of Mm-hmm. Even new fighters, old fighters, you can learn something from anybody. It doesn't matter if it's. Uh, or you learn what not to do, or yeah, not, you know, the, you, the mistakes they made. Anything, a conversation, you'll learn a lot. So I just really like talking to people and really picking their brain and see what to do, what not to do. Yeah. Yeah, bro, and I think, you know, uh, like I said, I, I'm a fan, I'm supporting you. I think uh, even just in this interview, bro, you know, you, you know how to present yourself well. Well, we see that with a lot of athletes, not just boxers, but it's like that post-game interview or post-fight interview, you'd be like, my God. Like, I, do, I, I do credit my dad, really. Yeah. I credit my dad. My dad always told me, like, you're not going to be one of those people that, like, be marketable. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you ain't going to be in the ring for 20, 30 yeah, years. Like, so what's after that? Yeah. Right. You know, cheese and with the cheese. Right, right. <laughs> I want to be like that because that's 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 marketable. And I want I want people to think I know I'm a nice person. Like I ain't ever without the trainer ring. Like you gotta be a dog. I gotta be a monster. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> I gotta be. I can't. I can't be smiling. And I have right. that monster. I gotta be mean. Like, but just when I step out these ropes, cool person. Who is a fan? I'm laid back. I don't really talk a whole too much. I'm yeah. Everybody, anybody that know me, like, nah, he, he chill. Like, yeah. Yeah, I used to my father. That's how he raised me. Yeah, nah, that's solid, man. I, I can, you know, relate to that. Just like, you know, us being black men and what a lot of black men don't have it, father. I yeah. tell people all the day, if it wasn't for him, like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be right here talking to you. <laughs> my, my, my dad is such a, uh, such a key point in yeah. my life, just because the anything, it don't matter if it's a girl, if it's money, if it's driving, like, he showed yeah. me. He just, I learned from his mistakes. Yeah, and he told me how he told. It's like I be telling him like I need some, like some sensei. I call him sensei. Yeah, like like some master Uber stuff. Yeah, he'd, he'd tell me something. He'd be like, "Hey, how you know that was about to happen?" Right, like, told right. And we be thinking that parents don't know. They know. It ain't yeah. nothing new. It ain't nothing he new. Just, he just told me all the principles, the stand on principles about yeah. the man principles, how to look a man in the eye, how to yeah. apologize, be sincere with stuff. And, right. You know, talk with you know, with your chin up. Don't. Yeah. He ain't talking, looking at the man. Right, right. Yeah, that's confident. So he just told me all the small things, and then I ain't realizing until a lot of people be like, until I looked at my peers, and I'm like, yeah. oh, whoa, y'all. <laughs> that's why I say, like, bro, I'll be honest. Like, when I came in, I'm just observing. I didn't think you, you say 19. Yeah. I didn't think he was 19, just because how you carried yourself. I'm I like, just, I'm I, like, maybe 23, just look a little young, you know? <laughs> I, just, I just turned 19. I just covered my stuff. Oh, you just yeah. turned 19. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just turned 19 uh, in July. Okay. So, so you know, uh, being 19, as you mentioned, you know, being amateur, um, is there like a certain age where like you got to wait to go pro or when boxers typically turn pro? No, nah, you can turn pro anytime. People, I know Canelo, we, at Mexico, went, went pro at 15. 
But when you turn pro, it ain't no turning yeah. back. Yeah. That's, 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 that's the big part. Yeah, you can't see everybody. You get stuck turning pro. You cannot go back yeah. and go like switch. Right. Yeah. Take a side and stay. Yeah. So it's like with me, um, I'm just not. Nah, I'm not just gonna waste my options. I'm just chilling. Like I'm just not. I'm not trying to rush it, right? I ain't. I ain't trying to rush it. Like I said, I listen to some of my peers, and they always tell me like they wish. Every time I ask them like, what do you wish you could do? different. What, what would you do if you could go back in time? They always say, I'll wait. I'll wait turn pro. I'll do this. I'll do this before I turn pro. I'm like, alright, I'm going to do all that before I turn pro. Right. Then, then it's the time. So when I, when it's time, I'm a fully, you know, developed fighter all the way. So we see what happens. We never know. Yeah, and from learning from them peers, would you say most of them said they turned pro early for the, the money value of it, or was kind of like just filling themselves, or having people in the air, or a bunch of everything? Both. Yeah. Not, everything. People went because people were in their ear talking, you know, saying, oh, yeah, worry about this person. This person, you beat this person, you beat this person, and they on TV, and now now they want to turn pro. Or because the money situation, they, they was, it was money they need, they need to provide for their family, they wouldn't turn pro, but they wish they would have stayed there. Or the, the, the promotion company just sold them a dream. So, right, like, oh, we going to get you. That, that's, the, that's the biggest thing with the business of boxing. Like, everything comes with politics. Right, that's the, the business of boxing. Yeah, because like, it's still you, entertainment yeah, business. Yeah, like you got, you got, you got to know what's going on. So that that's the key point. Like before I go and before I really make that jump, I'm really gonna, I'm gonna learn this business. Yeah. Like, like ain't nobody gonna get over. Get over, right, right. I can't, I can't, I ain't going. Like, yeah. Nobody. That's why I always been intelligent in school. I go do my schoolwork. Yeah. I'm, doing, I'm research. I'm doing. I'm gonna know what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, and they know. Oh yeah, do it behind my back or any of that stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to be. Fully, I want to be a fully developed man. Mm. That's that's law, bro. And I'm yeah, just man. glad, you know, happy to hear you say that. Like you said, fully developed man. Because I think sometimes, like, don't get it wrong. Like the bag matters at the end of the day. Yeah. But some people just worry about that so much. It's like you don't have no morals, or you you got these blinders on because yeah. you just thinking like everything is sweet. Money, money, money is not everything. Because I do, I ain't get into this for money. Right. Like you said, no, yeah. You ain't thinking about no right. You probably even you ain't even know. It's like the activity. Even, I didn't even know I would be, you know, this to be become this and be able to make money. So yeah. I just did it because I liked it and I loved. It. Actually, I loved it. Right. It was very intriguing, funny. So it was, that's what it was about. And money pieces, like that's what happened. If you, if you, if I'm my skills, what I know they are, and I go in the ring and do what I do, the money gonna come. Yeah, it's gonna I'm not, come. I'm not. I'm not yeah, cause you, and that's what anything I tell you, it's gonna come. You working hard, yeah, passion. That's how I just believe. Just believe it might be longer, but yeah, that, that's yeah. the thing. People worry about, you know, oh, oh, I need it right now. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. God's not gonna bless you when you want it. He right. Gonna bless <laughs> you when it's time. Yeah. So I always say, like, I'm just waiting for my time. Like, my time gonna be my time, and I know it's gonna be my time. Right. I ain't worried about what that person doing, what that person doing. He on TV. He got signed. That's not me. Yeah, it's some. My, my grandma always told me, she said, you know, if you got a gift, you ought to make room for it. No matter when, where, but like, if you got that gift, you stay at it. He gonna bless you. Gonna you gonna maneuver and yeah. get whoever out your way. Right. <laughs> with this person, and you gonna you gonna flourish. Yeah. Yeah, not for sure. I tell you, be fruitful and multiply. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I see you got a little church upbringing up here. <laughs> nah, for real. That's solid. But, uh, man, lead the people, you know, with, uh, man, your your next upcoming fight. You know, drop your socials and just a word that you would like to leave to those listening who may be a fan or maybe a young fighter trying to, you know, build his way up. I got you. Um, well, my next fight is November 20th. 
at Rose Garden Raceway, 7 p.m. eating, shopping. <laughs> um, my Instagram, I am Scooter Davis. My Twitter, I am Scooter Davis. My TikTok, I am Scooter Davis. Okay. Everything, I am Scooter Davis. And um, to anybody out there, the fans, just just keep working. You know? Yeah. No, don't worry about whatever. No, what nobody else got on. Worry about you. Stay. That's why people get in car accidents. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> you working at that lane? You looking at that lane? Stay. Stay in your lane. Just work. Cause if you work, it's gonna come. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Nothing happens without work. So I say hard work beats time. So time for us to work hard. Right. Right. Absolutely. You don't work. The you ain't going. Yeah. Just because you got talent, that's gonna get you but so far. Right. But then you get to the point where you know talent just it's like it's not enough. It ain't right. That, that work, that 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 time, that whatever, whatever you do, it doesn't work. You can be whenever. It's about construction. You get a lawyer. Yeah, you got put in that. Put in that. That's work. why Kobe's so legendary. Like when you find out his work ethic and yeah. how he went about things, like, I'm like, no. dude, it's different. Yeah, you got it, and that's the thing. You got to be. My father always tell me, got to be a maniac. Yeah, bro, you're gonna be crazy. Like, yeah, you gotta, like, you gotta do something that's crazy. Like, people be looking at you like, what are they doing? Like, yeah, because I, I want it that bad. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's what gold pump in my range. Like, mm-hmm. I want it that bad. Like, when I fight, I want it that bad. You're not gonna, ain't nobody gonna come in here and just take it from me. If they, mm-hmm. y'all say, if the judges say that, let me the better man tonight, okay, that's what y'all say. But he ain't just gonna come in here and just take it and just roll over me. Like, right. I'm not. You gonna have to earn this, yeah, earn this. <laughs> and I'm gonna give you a couple. Right, sure. right. <laughs> I ain't with you. Yeah, nah, for sure, bro, man. I uh, appreciate it, bro. You know, this uh, definitely, like I said, glad to have you on here, want to feature, um, because I think, not even think, I know for those listening, like y'all gonna look at this episode, you gonna listen to this episode a couple years, and you gonna be looking like, dang, like you know, Shawty done went up. So, man, you know, anything that I could do to support you, I'm sure I'll see you around the gym and always following Barry and stuff like that. Just go follow my social media. Just follow yeah. me. Yeah, tap in. Just tap in and, I'm, and hit me. Whatever y'all need, like tickets or y'all need advice, y'all want me to tell you, like, hit me. I'm there. Hey, You're right. <laughs> hit me. Yeah. I'm responding back. Just that fast. Like, what's up? Like, I ain't, I ain't no bad. I ain't no man, money hungry dude. I ain't, too, I ain't better than nobody. Yeah. Yeah, nah, for sure, bro. So, man, you know, uh, like I said again, appreciate it. Appreciate it. This has been Dreams by Any Means Motivation Station. And uh, actually titled this episode, Shock in the Water. I know you got the shock Shock season and everything going. I love that. (laughs) So, yeah, man, we're going to tap in again, man. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you for tuning in to Dreams by Any Means Motivation Station, where hustle plus faith equals success. Stay tuned for the next episode.